Welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, presented by Roast House Pub and Idiom Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland, as well as Havoc Brew Supply, the one-stop shop for all of your brewery's needs. Check them out at hophavoc.com. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by Jason Slider, the owner of, you're still Montgomery County's newest brewery, right? Nothing else. Yeah, (laughs) the newest brewery in Montgomery County, Third Hill Brewing Company. Thank you for making the trek up to Frederick. Oh, it's a great drive. Thanks for having me. So you, it was was it last week or was it two weeks ago that you had your grand opening? We had our grand opening celebration okay. about a week ago. Okay. Because you've been open was. for yeah. a month-ish or so, right? A couple, Maybe. yep. Okay. Uh, so congratulations. Thank you. Um, so let's actually get your background a little bit first, and then we'll dive into how Third Hill came to be. So what uh, what is your background? What, <laughs> have, what have you done with your life so far? My life? Well, I went to school for engineering, gave that up to work with youth as a volunteer, which was super not lucrative, um, hence the volunteer yeah. part, right? Um, just somehow found out I like business. And 20 years ago, I always wanted to own our own business, but never knew what that would be. We moved down to Rockville about 12 years ago, and kind of getting into the craft beer scene, checked out some dogfish head beer, and I uh, was kind of secretly looking, how can I break in the craft brew world, checking dogfish heads, LinkedIn kind of stuff. Yeah. Just never had it. Then um, then got a homebrew kit for Christmas one year, and that was like What the, kind? That was the Irish Red. No, no, like what brand? Oh, it was a Northern Brewer. Damn it. One gallon. So many people have started with Mr. Brew kits. No, thankfully so, I missed Mr. Brew. <laughs> that's true. Did they even sell those? I, I haven't even. The last time I saw it was like a weird Target or something. I don't even. Oh know. yeah, they're but the, the real homebrew stuff so readily available now. It's probably less of a, a entry point. But there are there's a large percentage of my guests. Their first homebrew was Mr. like Bear. their their yeah. wife or their girlfriend or someone gave, gifted them a Mister Brew kit. So yep, I've always wondered like <clears throat> how many breweries in the country can thank. Uh, Mr. Brew. Yeah, yeah. Nope, not me. This is a one gallon kit from Northern Brewer that okay. picked it up. But that was like I tell people, you know, the old school Hot Wheels tracks, and then some of them had the like the two little wheel boosters that would spin the car. And yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of like the booster. So we didn't really necessarily start this journey in home brewing, but it, the road certainly went through it, and that made a big difference. Obviously, what kind of engineering did you start in? I went to school for. Um, civil engineering okay. and environmental resource engineering. But um, this wasn't my jam. That's how I ended up liking business stuff, which I didn't think I'd like. <laughs> but here we are. So did you did you go straight from the volunteer with kids stuff to opening the brewery? Or what, what oh, were you no. doing in between? This has been a long journey oh, okay, from that gotcha. point. Yeah, like I won't bore you with all the details, but... Um, you know, I did have a wife and stuff, so needed to, to take care of my family. Yeah. So I worked a bunch of odd jobs that allowed me to do the volunteer work, stuff like Old Navy. And then my friend's construction company started helping him a little bit. And that's when I realized I like business. But, you know, I did that. That was, I don't know, 20 years ago almost at okay. this point. And then, um, then when we moved down here 12 years ago, my wife's really smart, got her PhD and ended up with a postdoc at NIH. So nice. for us, that's how we ended up yeah. down here. So it was just working to support till she hit her stride, which she's done. And then we didn't know where Until we were going to land. Uh, the laying out money turns into making right. <laughs> lots Something of like, money. Exactly. <laughs> you know, turns out being a student forever is not super lucrative yeah. easy either. I've so. heard that it, <laughs> it can do the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> So um so finally when when she finished her postdoc and began the job search I mean literally all over the world we went to Australia and a couple places across the country here oh cool we ended up landing here so once that happened it's like okay let's let's really make a go at this because we just I don't want to live and not take the chance you know yeah and and carry that regret does she work in biosciences she then? does yeah, yeah. But amazing area to be in yep. for that field yeah the the uh, Options are endless. They are. They are. Um, so were were you actively considering opening a brewery in or was this opportunity 
presenting itself the catalyst for really making it happen? Like, was it fortuitous uh, on f- that s- another brewery is unfortunately closing, or was like that happening the catalyst of like oh, I'm going to make a go at this now? No, that was just a timing, okay. lucky timing for us. Obviously, we, I mean, we were huge Astrolab fans. Yeah, right. We, you know, had a ton of their beer. Great people, uh, um, awesome people. Beer is yeah, amazing. Exactly. They were definitely one of the, I would say, most under the radar breweries that Maryland ever had. Like, didn't they didn't get the, the hype that their beer deserved? Yeah, I mean, I would hold their hazies to any hazy that I had anywhere. Um, I mean, I have, haven't had all the hazies. Yeah, right, yeah. But <laughs> it was good. No, but we were. Um, we were we were been looking for years, um, and we were in the final negotiations of a letter of intent to sign a lease someplace and do kind of a renovation, build out all that jazz. Yeah. And um, they reached out to us and said, "Hey, we're looking at this decision. We saw that you're a brewery in planning, and maybe the timing lines up." And so we had a conversation, and it turns out the timing lined up real well, and we we were lucky to to be able to come in behind. Yeah, they contacted them. you like right in time right uh, pretty like, much almost yeah. like matt came running in slid his hand <laughs> underneath the pen to <laughs> yeah i mean if the, the landlord that we were working with was a little not the normal situations with landlords okay. so but when they reached out to us a, a bit of a delay i think was probably good yeah turned out it worked out well so um just complete luck really um it's one of those not stress everything that didn't go your way you know you're always going to have delay setbacks and we just didn't, we tried to just chill through it, right? Like it's happening for a reason. Yeah. Just don't force it, you know, let, let what's going to happen happen. And, um, I think it turned out pretty well so far. What, um, what kind of changes did you make to the brewery? Did you do much of your own build out of it or it, when you walk into it today, what's different? Um, it's mostly cosmetic. Okay. Um, it, it, I mean, that was part of the benefit, right? Yeah. Like, um, it's, I mean, it's a rectangular box essentially. So there's not a whole lot you can do with it. And some of the stuff is just too nice to really do it. So, you know, a lot of repainting, like you're going to walk in and stare right at our logo now. Yeah. Um, that's a big change. We had some new tables. We brought in some, some arcade games and give that a whirl, see how that works. Yeah. Production side though, they did a really great job of how they built all that out. So yeah. I, I can't imagine you really needed to change anything with I, I don't even know why you'd want to unless you just want to spend money yeah. that you don't need to spend <laughs> it's the same thing with with the you know the tables were really nice they're locally made reclaimed wood tables yeah so it's it's hard to want to to change that up just because it's it is part of the community yeah. and, it, and it did support a, another maryland business so yeah, it's like a I'm sure there's a lot of that balancing act of like you wanting to put your stamp on it but not needlessly changing things that didn't need to be changed exactly yeah and that's that's what a lot of it would have been needlessly changing things but there's a different vibe a different it's, it still feels different you know we've had some good uh faithfuls come in be- from before and say hey, this it feels different if it doesn't it's it looks like the same space a bit but it looks different enough and and the feel is is definitely different which is good because we have our own personality um so had you had you stuck with homebrewing throughout the years? And so, like, did you, in your envisioning of opening a brewery, did you plan on doing the brewing or had you always thought like you just like the business aspect of it? You wanted to hire someone to do the brewing part? Kind of both. Um, I, I've always wanted to be involved with it. I didn't want to end up in a spot like if we had a head brewer leave that I'm looking at this thing like, how do I drive this? I've, I, I've recently had conversations with people about like that, that I, I feel like that can be one of the biggest downfalls sometimes of a brewery right. when one of the owners doesn't have a strong brewing background or at least some brewing background for that exact reason. Your head brewer leaves and then right. it, what, what are you going to do? Exactly. H- hope that your assistant can <laughs> instantly do everything they were doing. Or Yeah, that's a tough ask, I think. Yeah. You know, especially if they're part time or whatever their situation yeah. is. Yeah, our goal was to I would I would start and I would be the head brewer at first. That was the plan. Um, 
and then hire a head brewer was always part of the plan yeah. down the road a little bit. But depending on the situation, you, you get a chance to just kind of grind out your business and work and feel it out and get the rhythm and the cadence and how everything's going to go. But, you know, with, with taking over that space, it felt like, you know, I just got my driver's license. And then the first car I get to drive, and I'm terrible with cars, so this is probably going to ruin everything. <laughs> but like the first car I get to drive is some like souped up Dodge Charger with a Hemi that's just way more car than than you'd think you'd, you know, for your first license you should be driving. No, so, nothing about cars. That was a good analogy. Did I do all right? I would have right. said Hellcat just because they're death traps for people who oh. don't know how to drive because it's a, you know, a, a semi-normal looking car with 800 horsepower. <laughs> wow, I would have gone with like a Lambo or something, but yeah. I'm like, we're not Lambo level yet. So I'm like, what's yeah. the right car here? Yeah. You, know, you hear about all those guys go out to Vegas and rent those. And, yeah. You know, wrap them around. Something oh, there's definitely you know, the, the percentage of those cars that have been wrapped around a pole has got to be high. Yep. <laughs> they probably have pretty good insurance. Yeah. Out there, I'd imagine. Um, so, yeah, we had always intended to do it, um, but this just fast-forwarded the plan. So yeah. it was ready to go. It wasn't grind out. It's a different spot. You know, the, the rent is a little more than than we were planning with the original plan. So we had to we had to turn an aircraft carrier just to reinvent our, our entire business plan yeah. to, to slide into this space. But. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. I would I would bet you're still ahead, though, subtracting build-out costs. Probably. Yeah, it, it was it was quite reassuring that once we we landed on, this is what we're gonna do, that it's not gonna change, right? Um, so sure, something could break, you know, but it was impeccably kept. So if something breaks, it's just it was gonna break. Yeah, for whoever, right? It wasn't like a hidden thing. And, yeah, you know, I wasn't worried about any of that. Well, and even stuff. inevitably, if you bought something brand new, it was gonna still break. gonna break. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd probably still obviously be in a build out. We'd still be doing that. Yeah. Um, we'd probably have blown out all of our budgets and overrun. And there's no probably. You definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've talked to enough uh, people at this point that I can say with 100% certainty. Yeah. You would have. <laughs> and we planned on that too, but there's there's no way to know what that's going to yeah. be until you're in it and getting hit in the face with it. Right. So I'm thankful we didn't get in that ring. So was the, was the plan. Um, always to bring Matt on uh, for anyone who doesn't know Matt uh, the head brewer now was the previous owner and head brewer when it was Astrolab which I don't think no yeah yeah you mentioned you said Astrolab and, yeah um, was I supposed to keep that secret oh shit yeah he asked me not to no. <laughs> <laughs> kind of think they I put did, it out there <laughs> yeah yeah you know, I mean it was very transparent yeah. from both of you um, I, I just couldn't remember if we like Explicit because I I'll sometimes make the mistake of like I know it so I won't right. explicitly right. <laughs> say. Um, so it was the plan to always have Matt was going to stay, come on as uh, your brewer, or did that kind of work out just after opening? Yeah, it depends on how loosely we're gonna define plan. Um, <laughs> so when when we knew that. This was the decision we were going to go. This was the direction when we were going to we were going to buy out the space. Um, I think 
secretly between my wife and I and some key investors, it was, I'd really love to keep this guy on if there's any chance he would. I'd have no idea. We didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Um, just felt weird and wrong. And um, I don't know. So when we announced that, that this transition was happening in the middle of May, um, we came in and I was just like, hey, I've just put my hat in the ring if you're willing to talk to us. I have no idea what your plans are. Which I, mean, I know it's early, but I would imagine there's a lot of smart people that also try and grab him. And uh, yeah. so I just like, if, if you're willing to talk to us, cool. And if you, you didn't want to, I totally understand, I think. Um, and he helped stay on. You know, we worked out a transition period. Yeah. And we so had basically to tra train you how to right. use all the equipment. And, and, and that was part of part of the agreement to begin with. Yeah. Um, but there was also like that whole get through opening situation. Yeah. Um, and he offered to, to help out and um, we worked out a deal for that, but it gave us a chance to kind of see what we liked and how we liked working together. And, um, and then ultimately it was, I, I, I like this, you know, I, obviously he's a great brewer, but I love that he, he understands that the third Hill has a vision. We're not trying to reincarnate like, Astrolab. Yeah, it's not. Um, there's not an Astrolab sign with just a third hill exactly covering it up. <laughs> right, and and Matt doesn't want that. Yeah. Like he's he's. I mean, beyond the fact that he's an amazing brewer, like he's just he's a good guy, and he understands like this is the business now, and we don't want to cap him in any way. We like we want his creativity to run wild, and and we intended we intended to do that with whoever the head brewer was. Yeah, we're lucky that it's him, but whoever is going to be, I think that's important not to to put that on people, but I still have a few beers of my own that I'm going to want to try and brew and stuff like that. And, um, you know, my research and development stage. Right. <laughs> um, but, but, but he understands what we're doing and he, you know, we've learned to work together. We've learned, I think, communicate, you know, I've learned to communicate to him what I want in a beer. And I think he understands what I'm trying to say and kind of our perspective. So, it feels like a good match and um, awesome. we're having fun. I'm having fun. I yeah. hope, hope Matt's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, for him, that had to, the the situation kind of had to be like the best case scenario, sort of like, obviously that I'm sure was a very painful decision for them and sucked, right. but obviously he wanted to stay involved or he wouldn't have in it. So I would, I would assume that it's like a somewhat of a, I don't know what, what cliche to use, but like <laughs> a, 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 a good ending right. to a, a, to a crappy situation. Right. Like the, like a typical rom-com kind of thing. Yeah. Right? It, it goes awry <laughs> somewhere and <laughs> yeah, everything falls apart yeah. and then it gets put back together. Magic. <laughs> yeah. It's the magic of beer in this yeah. case, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is the house that, well, in the back was the house that Matt built. I mean, yeah. obviously, Emma had a whole lot to do with, with the whole business yeah. in Astrolab as well, and I don't want to take anything away from that. But, I mean, he probably laid out the brew house. So it's, Yeah, I would think so. It's, you know, I, would, I hope he feels good about it, but I think he does. And he keeps, gets to keep making beer in the yeah. same place and not have the stress of owning it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I imagine that that goes a long yeah. way, too. <laughs> um, all right, so... so were you able to go full time right from the very beginning? Oh yeah, um, I walked away from corporate America in August, of okay, twenty one. So I had to do something to just throw my hat fully over the fence, yeah. and that was it. And um, so yeah, I'd been working on this. I mean, we'd been talking and planning, whatever, but yeah. finally, a, a solid two years of major focus to get to where we were. So yeah. So how how quick was the um, turnaround from when they contacted you about potentially purchasing Astrolab to when you opened? Much longer than what the public saw. Okay. Um, yeah. So we started talking probably in the middle of October is when they reached it's out to me. Still pretty quickly. It's pretty quick, um, but not as quick. I mean, we have been doing a lot of work to get ready to open a brewery. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were ready to sign that lease. So we were ready to start doing something. So that helped break from all that other work. But as far as the communications with them, yeah, October, probably about the end of the year or so, um, 
I was pretty certain like this, this is the way for me to go. And I feel like they felt like this is a good person to take over. Right. I think, I think they really cared about who came in behind them. They didn't want just somebody. They wanted somebody who's going to care about the community and, and continue building the community and supporting the community. Um, so I like to think I kind of pass their interview tests as well. Um, even if it just makes me feel better, I like to yeah. think that. Um, so that was that. And then we, you know, the rest yeah, of the year that from a lot of business owners when they, when they're selling it, I, mean, I, I think it would just be natural. Like you, you've put so much of yourself into something. Yeah. You don't want someone to take over it. That's going to destroy it. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like your baby still, yeah. right? Like you, I would imagine you would always check in see what's happening. Yeah. It's kind of like the house you grew up in, right? Like yeah. everybody that I know at least is a small crowd, of course, but you know, I know a lot of people that just still know what's going on with the house they grew up in. So I, I I'd imagine it's gotta be much more intense than that. Yeah. Cause I mean, they, like you're eating and breathing right. that, that for so long. Yeah. That, um, so where did the name third hill come from? What does that mean? That is an actual place in central New York behind my wife's childhood home. So there were, she lives in a small town, Salisbury center, New York. I think there's like three streets that, <laughs> that all kind of make a triangle where, where, where she lived and behind her house were three hills. And so as a kid, her and her, she got three siblings and then the neighborhood kids, which were a bunch, would always go up and they'd play and hide and seek and sled in the winter because we have winters in New York, in central and upstate New York where I grew up. Um, Just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, Syracuse, <laughs> snowy city for a reason. Um, so that was the spot. Then when she was an angsty teenager, she'd get up there and write poetry and get away and, you know, get away from the stress of like her family and yeah. craziness that would happen and then when we started dating, I lived an hour and a half away from her. So when we started dating, I would come down and visit. And sometimes we'd just sneak up there just to hang out together. Didn't have all the neighborhood kids screaming and yelling in the house and just chillax. So that's that's kind of where it comes from. Like everything so far till we run out of memories is named after a memory, some kind of shared experience okay. or something like that. So um, that was a big one, you know, what it represented, just a place to escape and kind of chill and reconnect with people. That's cool. I love that story. Yeah. She does too. It's, she felt good that I named the brewery after her spot. <laughs> so really you were just going for brownie points yeah, with your wife. Yeah, you, you always should go for brownie points <laughs> with your wife, I think. So like beer names and the they are all so so the Third Hills motif is kind of memories. Yeah. Our, our 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 tagline is make some memories. Um we probably should do a better job about talking about that for yeah. honest about it, but <laughs> Um, that's what it is. And, um, and so, yeah, all the beers are named after memories and, or, or some crazy story or something that happened. What, um, give a couple of your favorite ones and what the story behind it is. Um, well, okay. So one favorite one is we have this beer on now, Mallory's happy juice. It's a half of bison. Um, so I had some friends that, so good close friends when we lived in New York in Syracuse, he joined the Marines and was stationed in Topsail Beach, was actually getting transferred up to here, and they were moving to Burke. And so I knew the day he was moving in, so I called him the day he was moving in and said, hey, you guys want to come over for dinner? And he's like, let me check with the wife. And she said yes. And so they came over for dinner. It turns out, like, she had been here for four or five days previous, waiting for the Army or the Marines to just move their stuff in with three little girls under five or six. Jeez. No furniture, no toys. They had, like, some cushions and some blankets and an empty house. I'm like should have called us. But anyway, she was over for dinner. She's sitting at the table. She was drinking the the beer and she, her name is Mallory, obviously. Yeah. And she's like, Jason, this beer makes me happy. And I'm like, Mallory's <laughs> happy juice. That's awesome. And so that, that's one of the fun ones. Um, and the, one of the funniest ones is we have this beer called earthquake. It's a Belgian triple. Eventually we'll get around to brewing it. And, um, but I don't know why the beer got the name, but that's what the beer got. But, my wife, and she'd probably be embarrassed if I tell this story, but, you know, was upstairs and and felt the house shake and thought there was an earthquake because there had been one before. And, you know, up in the Adirondacks, where we, we both grew up in the foothills of the Adirondacks, just different parts. There's actually a lot of earthquakes up there. It's just you don't feel all of them. Okay. Um, 
every once in a while they do. And apparently a few weeks previously I felt one. So she ran downstairs to her parents' room and was like, did you feel that earthquake? And they just started laughing and laughing and laughing in the bedroom. And you can figure out what the earthquake really was from there. <laughs> so we decided we should name a beer earthquake. <laughs> it, rightly so. Yeah, it's, it'll be a fun story to tell. I don't... Do you have a cannon line or do they always use mobile canning? Nope, there's a cannon okay. line, yeah. Yep. Do you put those stories on the cans? Nope, not yet. Um, I'm working with our web people to build a page out so we can have those stories yeah. on our website. They're probably too long for the cans. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. That. I mean, there's probably... Actually, you'd be better off just putting them on the website, yeah. put a QR code to take, take yeah. them to the page on Something the website. Something like that, yeah. Or at least make sure somebody can get to them, yeah. you know. Where who does that? There's there's a brewery that has phenomenal pages built out for every beer they make, and they just have a QR code that takes you to that page. Oh, that's awesome. I can't remember who it is now. No, I feel bad if I steal that idea. I, I'm sure it wasn't theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine they're the right. first ones to do it. It's just I remember just being impressed with how much work was put into right. To doing that yeah so i mean so far we like our, our our label art um it doesn't leave a lot of room for for a lot of text for a lot of text or even i mean he, we could figure out a qr code if we did that but even still just making it available on the website yeah yeah we got we're working on that what um what philosophy or direction are you kind of going with beers are you doing the exhausting constantly coming out with new releases or are you going to do more of the like core lineup approach? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we kind of want to let all of our friends, I guess, um, kind of dictate that. Right. So when I would make beer at home, it, I would always have a thought in my head of, you know, which I hope my friends like this and, yeah. you know, like I, I, Matt will love this or Lauren's going to like this or, it's an IPA so rich and Stephanie won't like it, but you know, they just don't like IPAs. Yeah. But so I always kind of had that idea of, of making beer that my friends are going to like, cause I, I don't need 30 gallons of beer for myself, you know, and, and probably nobody needs 30 gallons of beer for them. I mean, if you're Maybe. using the word need, I don't think, <laughs> I think you're right. I don't right. think anyone needs that much. So, are there people who want it? Definitely. Yeah. I liked having it around. Um, but yeah, so I think what we want to do is we want to we want to just keep making beer that people like, and we want to have a good variety so everybody can have some. I think our community is amazingly diverse. I want our beer to also reflect that diversity, as, at least as flavors and, and brands yeah. and styles. Um, but you know, kind of, I think you'd always love to stumble across one or two that people are like, you need to always have this on, to always have it on, right? Yeah. But, but I don't. I guess I don't want to presume that I know what that's going to be. Um, because my tastes aren't everybody else's taste. We want to respond to like what everybody's thinking. So if we can stumble on that situation, I think that'd be cool. Um, but I think a good combination of, of new and changing versus if we do have that opportunity to have, you know, some core beers that are yeah. staples to do that. Are you repurposing any Astrolab ones or are they all new recipes? We have two um, that came over. So... When I think in the beginning of January or so, the beginning of the year, when we realized this is the, the jam we're going to move on, um, I just asked Matt and Emma, I was like, I'll float this idea out there because somebody had mentioned recipes, but I don't know exactly. I couldn't remember what we talked about. Like they were included, they weren't included, yeah. or they were just something we could talk about. I had no idea. So I just said it would, I don't know where the, the recipes and where y'all stand on that was, but if you guys would be willing to at least your favorite recipes, It'd be a cool way to kind of pay homage to you guys, yeah. what you meant to the beer community, what you meant to the local community. Um, that'd be great. And I said, I don't, I don't care if they're popular. Or I, I'm not asking for your best sell. I'm just like, legit, whatever you say your favorite is. That's all. So we've got two beers. Called them Thank You, Matt. Thank you, Emma. That are Astrolab holdover. So they used okay. to be Astrolab beers. I do remember seeing that. Yeah. And then they came over. And when I asked them, I thought it'd be cool because, you know, they did, they were, I think they were impactful to the beer community. Great beer starts with great ingredients. At Havoc Brewing Supply, they offer a wide selection of premium hops, fruit purees, malt, 
cleaning supplies, and more. Their family-owned business is dedicated to helping you create the perfect beer. Havoc offers flexible contracts, lightning-fast shipping, and unrivaled customer service. Join the Havoc Brewing Supply family and elevate your brewing game. Shop small, brew big, grow together. Visit HavocBrewingSupply.com today to learn more. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. They're, they're some of the owners that anytime they were ever mentioned, everyone always had positive things to say yeah. about them. No, I, no one ever had anything negative ever to say about the two of them. I don't think there is anything. And that every interaction I ever had with them was very, very good. They're yeah. great people. And I feel like it was a bit of foreshadowing because on this side of getting open now, I would have no idea how instrumental both Matt and Emma would be to that scenario. Like we wouldn't be open now probably even without their help and their dedication to making sure that we could open and launch and yeah. be successful. Like so with their guidance and their guidance, um, suggestions and what everything, right? Like even down to, to offering to transfer the liquor license. And if you, if you know about all this stuff, you know, it can be a pain. Yeah. But they could have just shut theirs down. We'd had to wait till we got ours, but they were willing to transfer it, which allows us to operate under theirs until ours lands and stuff. And they assumed all the risk for them. They didn't have to do that kind of thing. Yeah. They didn't have to support helping get beers ready for us to be ready to open with beers and um, and just some of the hoops that we had to jump through to make sure we're doing that the right way. Yeah, They didn't have to do any yeah, of that. Yeah, it would have been very easy just to walk away. Exactly. Just like the you had said it already, like, he would have had an easy if he wanted to like all along plan was to stay in brewing just and go find a job. He would not have had any trouble finding a brewery to snatch him up. I wouldn't imagine he would have. Um, so, so I, I look at those now and every once in a while I just stare at the cans and I just see it or the name on the board and the menu. And I'm just like, yeah. man, I really am thankful for Matt and Emma and, and the help and the support that they provided, you know, but I, I had no idea it would be, this meaningful yeah. on this side of it but you know you know like i said things just kind of work out sometimes for the right in the right way were those one time brews or are you going to make them occasionally um i'll probably make them occasionally yeah they're they're good beer obviously um and you know i don't want to lose you know sight and let them yeah you know that that memory right off but we'll see how how often we make them but they're Maybe. really good <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. And the guy can brew them, right? Like, Yeah, he he knows how to make them well. Exactly. (laughs) And it's kind of one of those things that you, like, where you want to keep a level of it being special. Right. Maybe, like, it'd be an anniversary beer or something, like, something along those lines. exactly. Or unless there's this public outcry and pitchforks and stuff, like, we want. Well, yeah, then you just... Let me just make Dude, it. You, you yeah, give take the people's money. Exactly. Well, <laughs> if give them are, what they want, yeah, right? Yeah. If if people are yelling at you to take their money because they want something, then right. Yeah, give it to them. Yeah. So if that happens, we'll we'll do it. But yeah, we'll keep them in regular rotation in some way. I think because um they've been so far they've been a good hit. Um, what um what styles um do you gravitate towards and like what is what is Third Hill's specialty going to be? Right. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Um, personally, I, I love a good Russian Imperial Stout, and like a, I love Belgian beers. Um, so I, I'd sit on my porch in the hottest days and pour a <laughs> motor oil-looking Imperial Stout and love every sip of it. But I know that's not everybody's jam. Um, so we can't do that. I think so. you're accurate with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so I think for us, it goes back to, you know, the idea of it's it's about the people. And um, I want to respond to what our people like and our customers like and, and people that we consider friends in the brewery now like. Um, not try and force, I guess. Not that I think anybody else is doing this, but not try and say we are this thing. Um 
because that's what we want to be. We want to be what the people want. Yeah. So we want to we want to have a good variety, right? I mean, right now we've got a lager and, and a hefeweizen and an amber ale and some IPAs, right? We've got a, a and a stout. We've got a, a selection of beers at least to cover the gamut. I think my philosophy is to hopefully have at least a good covering to do that. We'll probably always have hazies and IPAs on because we are still a business and <laughs> that is the most popular yeah. beer and they're good beers, right? So we're not at a loss for having those at, in any way. Um, but that, I get that question a lot and I think about that a lot and I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be. We just want to have good beer, good selection and, a, and, and provide a good spot where when somebody shows up with their group of friends, there's something there that everybody's going to like in it. That's that's kind of the focus, which impacts the beer selection. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I think that is more important than ever right now. Like having an actual spectrum of beer styles, right. and not just have six hazies that are slightly different than each other. Right. Like we went through that time that that the the ability to do that seems to have come and gone. Right. Or if you're doing it well enough and you're surviving, then keep rocking. Oh well, yeah, you're doing. yeah. If you've built your name on that, exactly. That's like, then, then obviously don't. Yeah. Change if it's working, but like I think now, like your average just brewery needs to have a pretty well-rounded selection of yeah of styles, especially because like faster than ever, what people want is changing. Yep. Like it seems like month to month now it's, right. almost, it's almost different yeah it, it, it's true and we're i mean we're still trying to forge a name for ourselves yeah right like we know who we are you know but that doesn't mean anything to somebody that doesn't yeah. know us so there's a lot of people still to tell your story to exactly and there's a lot of opportunity to really develop what we're going to be but you know ultimately at the end of the day with any business it's a relationship between you and, and your your customers and your people so we we're we're at that spot where we're forging that relationship and we're we all get to work together what that's going to be it's not just us dictating to that like that's not a relationship yeah you know but also the customers saying hey we like this and we like that and they have liked what we have but I've, we've had lots of good feedback about the the selection of our menu and our beers and and stuff like that so what are you doing to bring people into the tap room you know, besides the usual social media and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, events, yeah. special offerings, like what? Yeah, we have um, we have our trivia nights because, I mean, everybody loves trivia and it's 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 a fun night. We've got we've got an amazing run club that meets there. And I am. That brings am, people in. I am not one of those people. A trivia person. Yeah, I hate trivia. <laughs> I hate being someplace when trivia is happening. Wow. But yeah. I do recognize that I am an outlier in that opinion. Yeah, I... I I, I think before I lined up with that, um, but then there's a reason everybody does it from the business side of it. All. Oh, like, yeah. I'm so not I'm folding. Not, I mean, I'm going to do I, that. If I owned any sort of business that was open to the public and could run trivia, I absolutely would. Right. <laughs> I, I think I'm super competitive, right? So the idea of sitting there and having to answer everyone, like I get in game mode and yeah. don't lose. And then it's kind of nice when you're working the bar or helping out or do blessing tables or mopping bathrooms or whatever it is you do as an owner, right? I think you don't have to answer the questions <laughs> to you unless you want to. I think my problem with it is that I ha my head is filled with useless information, but it never seems to be the useless information that is asked during trivia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. So I think it's just out of, um, being a loser at it, why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I find it fun, but I do recognize that it would be silly for a brewery not to. Yeah, hundred percent to do trivia because of how diehard people are about yeah. doing it. <laughs> oh, like some of our teams have been doing it for a long time, and there's 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 an upper echelon of teams in the brewery that are <laughs> consistently winning or in the in contention. Yeah. So. Is nice. Like just last week, we had somebody win for the first time and took down one of our juggernaut teams. Oh. So I was pretty pumped for the team that won. And, you know, 
And I, I trust the other team that they'll still come back. So <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're not sore sports. So that'd be nice. I've, um, I've heard that a lot too, about the running clubs, like if it, breweries that have running clubs that start at the brewery and then finish there, yep. the, that, that is good business. <laughs> it is. It's good business. And it, it's, it's a surprisingly great vibe when they come back. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing because all of a sudden the brewery empties out and then 45 minutes later, half hour later, Packed again, but with way more people that left, I'm like, oh. would you just grabbing people on the street <laughs> and dragging them here? But I, I hope they are like drag. Yeah. Everybody should drag somebody there. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good. And and we've I've actually had people come and say, Oh, you have a run club? I was like, Yeah. And I'll connect them through it's Montgomery County Roadrunners and yeah. stuff that, that kind of organizes it or it's part of that. Um, but yeah, we've had people join the run club just because they saw that we host it. Oh, that's cool. And it's a it's a cool thing, you know, that what they do. And we have we have a a, a non traditional board games group that comes in and meets. So that's kind of neat. And people are like, what's oh. non-traditional? I'm like, pretty much that. You're not, they're not going to play Monopoly. And they're probably going to play a game that you probably haven't heard the name of unless you're in that stuff. So, so that like more like all fantasy-based type things or just everything not made by... I wish I knew. I can't, I can't think of Milton Bradley. Is that yeah. a board maker? That's a board maker. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think they might do Monopoly. Maybe not. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen some of the games. They look pretty intense. Think like Settlers of Catan, only just not, only more intense and more in depth than Settlers. But I also could so, be, that's what it just looks like. I have no <laughs> idea what the game actually is. Is that Ale Ventures? That, or this is something you're doing oh no that, it's a different that, group okay yeah it's a non-traditional that, board games there's yeah. that oh that's the name of it yeah uh, okay there's a there's they're based out of frederick okay um they they go around the breweries and teach how to play different types of board games okay. and it's called ale ventures yeah i would imagine it's along the same lines then um that was just their meetup name yeah you know they're like nt board games or something like that on instagram um Good group of people that come out every week and play. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I know L Ventures does. Like anytime I see them post when they're going to be at a brewery and what the games are, there's never anything I've ever heard of. Yeah, exactly. But Either. I'm also not even close to in that world. Nor am I. I don't even like normal board games. My wife loves them and she's like, can you just play? I'm like, huh. I like the idea of them. I like to and hang then, out and drink beer yeah. with everybody else playing the game. That's well, like the- I like the idea of like having family game night and then like when you try to do it and it's just trying to convince my eight-year-old that there are rules that you have to play by (laughs) and not just whatever she wants to do to win then it becomes way less fun yeah, my, my kids are 20 and 16, and I don't know if that changes. That <laughs> so I don't have anything to look forward to. <laughs> it's just, just win. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, like, I like the idea of board right. games, but in practice it is it is never contributed to fun. Although we did get – there's a game, Taco versus Burrito, that, like, it's simple enough for an 8-year-old to enjoy that we have fun playing. Yeah. I would suggest a game called We Did Not Play Test This. It's, a, it's yeah. crazy fun. Like he, the cards just tell you what, you literally could draw one card that says, You win. <laughs> and that's the end of that, that game. Yeah. Um, you know, whoever's wearing a green shirt, like I don't know exactly what the cards are, yeah, but yeah. it literally can be that, what? And then you won. So it's a, it's kind of fun. It's definitely fun at a brewery. I tell people, it's like, what game should we play? I'm like, try that one while you're having a few beers. We did not card. We, we did, did not, not play, play test, test this. this. Yep. All right. Super fun. Now, of course, like Cards Against Humanity and right. no, what's that meme are great games. Yep. We have, I'm obviously not going to play those with my eight-year-old. Right. <laughs> what do you mean okay? But there's a couple different ones. But yeah. That gets boring to me after a couple of rounds. But we played it for hours and hours. Of the yeah. It was like we've gone through every card now. Yeah. Once you know <laughs> them and there's no surprises, and then the it's – it's not as funny yeah. anymore. It loses its its allure. Yeah, still great brewery games though. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, you get uh, enough friends that are 
had a couple beers together right. playing those games are yeah. guaranteed to have a great time. Yep. You know what surprises me that's super popular? I don't know if it's super popular, but I see people playing this all the time that just never would have thought is um, Guess Who? The little, really? The little game where yeah. you flip up the faces and you, like, um, there's people always playing Guess Who. I'm like, wow. I never thought Guess Who was this game, but apparently it is. Huh. Yeah. I also would not have thought that that nope. would be something that, maybe it's the nostalgia of it. Maybe. Maybe it's super simple. It's, I mean, it's definitely super simple. Cause that that's that is a game that my kids we would play. As yeah. A, although she would just then lie and then <laughs> it's, it's like Battleship, yeah. right? <laughs> you missed. Just move the boat over. So are you are you currently doing any of the brewing, or is Matt Matt doing all of it? Um, mostly Matt. Um, so I was involved sure in plenty of other stuff yeah, you need to take care I have, of at this I have point. I've no short supply of things to do. <laughs> um, but, uh, so the first set of beers that came out, um, I was involved with those cause I wanted to learn how to use the system, yeah. how it worked, um, kind of be trained on it. So, so if I ever needed to, I could brew beer and I, whenever I can, I pop in and be involved in the process yeah. or Matt needs to run out and do something that I can I can handle if he needs to yeah, go You're not going to catch the brewery on exactly. fire or hope, blow it up. or. Well, I mean, it won't count all that up. You know? <laughs> Got to have a little fun and mystery, right? <laughs> but um, but mostly Matt now, for sure. Um, me, just in, just enough to stay fresh, I think, you know. Yeah. And then I'll be involved in some of the recipe creations of the stuff that mostly our recipes that we want to bring in. Um but we do want them to just run amok and have fun sometimes when we can. So, are you um, are you going to do much distribution? Or are you going to focus on tap room? We'll do both. I mean, the, the main focus will be tap room, I think, um, and we'll probably have small and light distribution. Just keep it fairly local. Yeah. Um, just a way to get some some beer out there and people maybe introduce them to us that have never known us, never heard of yeah. us, and be like, oh, these guys are close. You know, hopefully they'll pop in and say hello. Um, we don't want to have to hang our hat on distribution. I think it's a tough gig right now. Um, um, I you could remove the think from because <laughs> I've only heard that is very tough, now. right? Very cutthroat right now. Yeah, I feel like there's there's like a window in there that's like, you know, if you want to dabble, there's at some point there's a certain amount where it's, as long as you're willing to put it out there, you'll be able to move it. Yeah, but if you need whatever there's there's that ceiling is to go beyond that. I think gets really, really hard. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going on hearsay too, right? I mean, I've been in this for two months yeah. and I'm no expert. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just trying to pay attention, listen, you know, learn as much as I can, you know, take in what everybody is saying because they have more experience than me and they're going to know more and I'm, I'd be better off to pay attention. So, yeah. but I do feel like there's that window, like you've got a ceiling and as long as you're under that ceiling, it's kind of, you, you can move a certain amount. Um, I don't remember what size um, brew house and fermenters you um, have. Mostly 15 bits, a 15 okay. barrel. Yeah. The brew house is 20 barrel. The Most of our fermenters are 15. Okay. We got a couple 30s. So there's there's good capacity there. Yeah. So you can put out a lot, but you don't necessarily have to. Right. Yep. Yeah. We want it to be icing on a cake, not supporting the cake yeah. if we can. Um, what uh, What days are you open? Uh, we're open Tuesday through Sunday. So okay. Mondays are one day closed. During the week, we open at 4, and then um, weekends we open at 1. Okay. Was there – there was a kitchen in there, right? There was. Are, are, are still you is. Still, okay, yeah. you're still operating? Yeah, we uh, we expanded the menu, I guess. Um, so we've got a good selection of the typical apps you might want yeah. when you're at a bar. We've got a bunch Soft of – Soft pretzel, uh, right? Of course, the soft pretzel. Okay. Yeah, we are a brewery, right? Um, it would be an unwise decision to drop the pretzel. Um, <clears throat> I keep saying I want to just start. Like, do, do you do you follow um, Barstool Sports at all? A little bit. They, have you ever seen Dave Portnoy's One Bite Pizza reviews? I have seen a couple. Yeah, I keep saying I want to do that with brewery pretzels. Oh, that like, would be fun. Make that my thing. Do like, it. Go, <clears throat> go around different breweries and do the one bite soft pretzel review. Right. Well, if you put it out there now, you might as well jump on it before somebody else takes your idea. 
It's, yeah, probably. Maybe I should make a note and edit this out. Right. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure I've said it in other episodes oh, that probably. were a while ago, and I still have not made it. All right. I wonder how many one-bite pretzel reviews out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have the pretzel, and then we've got a bunch of mains. So if you want a good hearty lunch, we've got a bunch of sandwiches from pastrami Rubens, tri-tip sandwich, black bean burger, nice. hot dogs. Yeah, pretty deep menu. Do you do the traditional like Bavarian twisted one or sticks? No, it's the big old. Okay. It's the size of your like face. The one, yeah, that's yep. the that's the way. You could go. wear it as a mask. I mean, people <laughs> know who you are, but you yeah. could still do it. <clears throat> that's the way to go. Yep. I mean, the sticks are are nice sometimes, but there's just something about when that big, huge plate comes out with. Do you do mustard and cheese? Mustard and beer cheese. Yeah. yeah so you have the mustard and beer cheese and the two hoops. Yep. Like it's just a. Yep. Salt everywhere at the end yeah. of every day. Yep. Yeah, it just made, yeah, we <laughs> went out to dinner with my family yesterday, and I asked my my youngest what piece of the pretzel she wanted, and she's like, "Whatever has the most salt." Oh, really? Like, All right, was, here, here you go. Show your blood pressure. <laughs> I was sweeping yesterday, as you know, the owner does. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and I'm like, I need to tell our kitchen staff like less salt yeah. on the because like that's the thing I sweep up most is yeah. salt. Well, because half of it's probably people just scraping it off to not eat it. Yeah. Accompanied by, it just falls off. <laughs> they're, they're probably doing it right, right? Give them the option, right? Because yeah. if you want less salt, you can easily handle that. If you want yeah. more salt, you're kind of at a loss. So, yeah, you really can't get it to stick on. Yeah. There's <laughs> some people that's like, I really love a good, super salty pretzel. I'm like, oh, well, it's an animal. It's a, it's but, a, at a brewery, it's a good place to have <laughs> yeah. a super salty pretzel. I guess. <laughs> Um, where should people go to stay up to date with what's going on at Third Hill? The best is probably our Instagram, which is simply at Third Hill Brewing. Um, Facebook the same way. Um, but I would I would suggest Instagram. Um, I need to get better at Facebook if I'm honest about it. <laughs> kind of dropped it for many many years and like oh now I've got to pick it up again. What about X? Are you doing X? No, we have we have our handle or our profile or whatever yeah. you call it these days. Um, I don't think anyone knows what you're supposed to call anything no. with that platform yeah. anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, you can you can search for us, but I haven't posted a thing on there. It's yeah. one of those. I just grabbed it to make sure that yeah. I have it later on. I don't know who would take it, but, you know, it's a crazy world we live in these yeah. days. Um, and then our website, we're working on making stronger, too. You know, it's funny how you know all these things because you were in advertising and marketing, but... <laughs> then you get it and you're like, oh, now I want to change everything now that we have it up and running. Yeah. So, but Instagram's probably the best. I mean, that's, I think that's still where beer people go to yeah. see what's going on at a brewery. It's fun. It's easy. People like pictures of beer. Yeah. People like pictures over reading. Yeah. At least I do. I do too. The smart people, easier. they prefer the words. <laughs> Can't trust those people. Exactly. Guessing your wife probably likes she's, the words. Yeah, she's really smart. <laughs> Do you have time to answer some intentionally stupid questions? Of course. Who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? Ninja. Wrong. Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? No. That's correct. So no fruit for or vegetable does, unless it's ground up in the sauce. I'm fine with vegetables. I'm a meat only guy on my pizza. I like um although are olives vegetable? I mean not vegetables there are they what's a, what is an olive considered? Is I don't know. Nasty? No way. Yeah. Olives are amazing. I don't like them. Huh. I want to like them. Like I go to Wegmans <laughs> and I see like the olive bar and I'm like man it would be awesome if I like those. Yeah, and be like <laughs> I eat an olive and it's like no, still gross every time. Huh. You even tried good ones then. Yeah, I guess, we too, even have olives olive. on our menu like <laughs> comes with one of our, our, our apps and I'm like huh. looks amazing tastes like well olives <laughs> hmm. yep but You're no wrong, pineapple on my great. pizza that's fine <laughs> I'm wrong about a lot of things just ask my wife <laughs> yeah. name a famous person you would love to meet oh man Sam from Dogfish Head Kel Jones I think it'd be awesome he's one of those people that does not disappoint I've met him twice, and both times was a great experience. Yeah. If we wanted to go a little more famous, I would say, like, uh, Blake Shelton looks like a dude you'd love to have a beer with. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that um, TV show that Dogfish Head 
briefly. It was uh, on Discovery. Um, was it Brewmasters? Something like that. They go around and they do the crazy brews. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the brewery when they were recording the episode that was never aired. And I, I assume that's what they're recording because nothing they were doing during that was on right. any of the shows. <laughs> and uh, we were on a tour. We were going through, and they were filming like up near the brew deck. And I, I just took a photo of him. And like right in the middle of what they were doing, he stopped and came over to ask us if we were enjoying ourselves and oh, wow. ask us where we were from. And Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a guy who never lost where he started. Yeah. It, I oh, mean, he, I've never met him, so I guess I don't know. But it seemed like he always, he always understood like he started off with just as a person chasing a dream too. Yeah. And so he, he never lost that. I mean, both times I met him was very much like a him being a representative of Dogfish right. Head. Um, so at least as that person, he's awesome. Right. I mean, yeah. he could be a complete piece of garbage yeah. <laughs> on a personal I level. So not. I can't speak. Yeah. I mean, that would be hard to hide. Um, but in those types of interactions, he was awesome. Yeah. And I'd, that's probably my first craft beer. I mean, I guess technically it'd be Sam Adams, but. Um, but Dogfish Head would be the first one that really kind of, ooh, I'm liking craft beer. And um, coincidentally, they're not the same company, I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, mine was Flying Dog. Ah. But that's because they were, yeah, used right, to be in right my here. backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I was up in, you know, almost Canada, New York. So it was Boston or Sam Adams, Boston Lager. And yeah. It'd be their winter sure. ale. I always, I probably had drank like, Somewhat like Sam Adams Oktoberfest before I really got into going to Flying Dog. Um, but I always credit Flying Dog as my gateway, gateway. into craft beer. Yeah. Because previous to that, I didn't really drink. And then now I do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big gateway. Yeah. <laughs> so we have them to blame. Right. If you were a wrestler, what would your walkout music be? Triumph by Wu-Tang Clan? I don't know if I know that. I have to know it. I just don't know which song that is. I'm going to have to look that up. All Tri right. Triumph? Is that Triumph. Yeah. I'll, I will. I'm going to guess that it would be a bad idea for me to play any of that now, but I will look at <laughs> that up when we are done. Um, I often ask people, what's your most unpopular food opinion? I'm just going to answer that for you, that olives are not good. Fair enough. <laughs> Do you have an even worse one though? Like, do you not like peanut butter? No, peanut like peanut butter. I don't okay. like peanuts, but I like peanut butter. That's really weird. Yeah, I just I don't like nuts. It's another one of those things that could huh. be great if I did. Like, is it a texture thing, not a taste thing, or it's a taste thing? Because peanut butter definitely tastes like peanuts. I, I know, but it doesn't. <laughs> but if you were to take a spoonful of peanuts and a spoonful uh -huh. of peanut butter, they're not going to taste the same when you eat it. Well, why? Well, especially depending on what time of. Peanut butter because it has so much sugar in it. Right, but maybe I I do love sugar. So okay, so that it, so maybe try just sprinkling some sugar on top this of the peanuts. Is that a thing? It could be a I thing. Maybe so. that's the next. You know, once you do that'll the pretzel the, tasting yeah, thing, that'll be the sugared big, peanuts. That'll be the next big uh, brewery snack. Yeah, candied <laughs> peanuts. If only somebody had thought of that earlier. <laughs> uh, what's one thing you'll never do again? One day I'll never do again. Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough question. I think my biggest regrets have been the things that I should have done that didn't, even when I knew they would uh, get me in trouble. Um, so I don't know if I have one. I think delaying on doing something I want to do, not taking a chance, that's probably yeah. one thing I want to try to never do again. I've I know never, it sounds deep, and, and I'm not trying to be super deep, but really that's most of my regrets are like, oh, I should have done this, and I didn't. And that's probably why we finally wasn't did the that brewery. like one of isn't that an old adage like when you're old you don't regret the things you did do you regret the things you didn't or yeah like one of those sounds about right and it feels about right you know um, I have a one I will never go skiing again that was yeah. miserable experience is it I miss yeah. skiing I loved I love snowboarding's fun but I did that first yeah before I ever went skiing I went snowboarding and I was decent at that at my first attempt i, well, I ended up throwing the skis and walking down the uh, hill. 
I, I, was, I started on I was skis. so bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to think of a better answer than the stupid. It's kind of like being in a job interview, being like, name something your, your biggest weakness. And yeah. you're like, too I'm hard a perfectionist. A like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I'm going to give you one more shot yeah. and we're going to end this interview now. <laughs> uh, what is your most used emoji on your phone? I don't use emojis. I don't even write LOL. I write <laughs> ha ha on purpose to have purposely never gotten into the LOL. Huh. So probably, is it even an emoji though? If you do the smiley face with the, uh, the colon and the parentheses, is that considered an emoji? Maybe the fire or 100. I think that makes you a boomer. Yes. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm that close. Would be like I'm old. I'm solid Gen X. That would yep. be old Gen X boomers. Probably are solidly overusing emojis. I would guess. Yeah. Don't really. Yep. Don't use a lot of emojis. But I guess if I did, it's usually the fire or the one hundred. But neither are a lot by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination. I would. I just want to look through our short text exchange to see if I had. I only semi used my way overused one. Um, because I did a thumbs up reaction to you oh. <laughs> instead of uh, just I do the thumbs, thumbs up liking, but not the very rarely the actual thumbs up. I I mean, if you you can see like where it does the auto complete, oh, the yep. first option is yep. the thumbs up. <laughs> I'm like I'm like should I look at mine? I don't even think I'll have emojis yeah. that pop up. It'll just have a note. You don't use these exactly. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, did you steal this phone? <laughs> if you could have a lifetime supply of anything, what would it be? Maple syrup, pure maple syrup. <laughs> there was no hesitation no, at no all. No hesitation. For that. Yep. Well, I mean, you did. You said you grew up in that area yep. somewhat. It's. I love maple. I mean, I can drink that stuff straight, and I sometimes do. <laughs> and no I, shame about it. Yep. We. We vacationed in Canada this year. We stayed in Niagara. Okay. And we went to um, Wayne Gretzky's distillery. Oh. And their maple barrel aged whiskey is phenomenal. Hmm. I highly recommend it. Do you like whiskey? I, I do. Okay, good. Because yeah. if you had that with your olive thing, I would have to no, just no. tell you to leave. I, um, I love I love some whiskey. Um, I highly recommend that you get your hands on some. What, what's Gretz it called? Gretzky? Yeah. It's just, um, and then I think that's just called the, uh, the great one. Yeah. Well, the, there are 99s on everything there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just called maple, maple syrup, barrel aged whiskey. I'll have to try it because I've had some other maple stuff. It's like this, yeah, this was it. it's just like that that little bit of maple syrup taste and sweetness just works perfectly oh. with whiskey. Nice. I'll have to try it. I'll I mean, there's um uh Baltimore Spirits Company made one also. I have a bottle of it. I just haven't no, I tried it while I was there. It was really good. Cool. So that may be something for you to look into. Right. Although a lifetime supply of Bourbon actually wouldn't be bad either, but <laughs> both of them would probably lead to serious health consequences. But could, could be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I I always knew maple syrup was expensive, but I was shocked at just how expensive right. like the real stuff is when we were. It's hard to we make up there. Yeah, my grandfather had a farm, and they he would tap the maple trees on his farm and make some obviously um, couldn't make much but right yeah i mean it's something like 40 gallons of sap to like one gallon yeah of it's maple syrup maybe it's 20 maybe it depends on how dark you want it i don't remember what the conversion is i just remember it takes a lot to yeah. get a little bit <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty crazy if you had a pet parrot what would you teach it to say <laughs> what would i teach a pet parrot to say Something random and obscure, probably some Billy Madison quote. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't know. What about you, Cyburns? You want some of this milk or something? Like that? <laughs> Guaranteed to generate laughter and right. conversations. Yep. 
All right, one more. All right. Um, what do we want to go with? What's the worst fashion decision you've ever made? On purpose? Probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did the tight roll thing back in the day. Nice. Yep. The tight roll, but then with the... For, uh, didn't that, I think that came back briefly. It may have, but it didn't come back with like the super tapered pants like it did oh, in the 90s. Yeah. So you'd have the super tapered pants, the tight roll, and then you'd have that little cloth belt that you'd get at the mountain <laughs> in the mall that you'd always have hanging down. That or the braided belt that you would get way too long so you could loop it up and then have that hanging <laughs> down too. <laughs> This may have been it. Maybe not shaving my mustache long before I should have shaved my mustache in high school. That was a bad decision. Mustaches are back now, Just though. Just because crustaches were never really in. Oh, okay. So you had like Just because your mom said it looked good doesn't mean it actually did. <laughs> in fact, probably indicates right. the exact yep, opposite. Exactly. I thought I saw another one I wanted to ask you, but I lost it. Uh-oh. Oh, I, if you were a new member of the Spice Girls, what would your name be? Ooh, I had Drunken Spice. It's a good one. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm in beer, yeah. right? Spiced beer. All right, Jason, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for um, having me. It's been a pleasure, and thank you, everyone, for listening. All right, thank you so much. Cheers. It. Bye. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.